more stories unfold about the Starship Troopers defending Earth. So as you recall from last time, um, the Starship Troopers were just starting to figure out how to use close-in air support with the A-10-2 Super Thunderbolt. And they just started to have the inkling <coughs> that there must be some kind of controlling intelligence, a brain bug, if you will. Because the normal movement, the coordinated movements and the adapting behavior in a coordinated fashion couldn't be explained any other way. And there never seemed to be any leadership happening on the field. All the brain, all the soldier bugs just seemed to know where to go and what to do. So there must be a, a brain bug or some kind of intelligence controlling their movements. And little did they know <coughs> that the brain bug had taken note of the flying A-10-2 Super Thunderbolt. And he, the brain bug started to think, hmm, what can we do about that? <coughs> so the Starship Troopers kept doing what they're doing, trying to entice the soldier bugs into battles. And when they did, they would shred them up with close air support and uh, they would soldiers would finish off the rest <coughs> but then like we were saying the tactics started to change the super the brain as uh, the soldier bugs would attack quickly in the moment that the a102s showed up they would dive back into the cliff holes and wouldn't come out again until the airplanes went away. So that's how they knew that they were adapting to the tactics. And then to make matters worse, little did they know, but the brain bug was thinking, well, let's see here. If I take this, there was one flying insect, insect that lived on Klaatu. That as of yet, it wasn't used for fighting in any way. The brain bugs started to do breeding experiments. They were breeding these, this flying bug, and they started to breed it bigger and bigger. And they started to breed uh, the leading edge of their wings to be harder and harder, <coughs> and kind of turn into a knife shape. And then, after about I don't know six months or so. The brain bug had a couple thousand of these flying bugs with like almost like slicing blades on their wings. Their wings were almost like slicing blades, and so a couple thousand to begin with. But then every day, more and more and more. And so at one point, the eight and thunderbolts were they were just loafing around as they would do. And uh, until they were called in for an engagement, and all of a sudden they looked up ahead on, on their radar. They got a a blip on their radar, and they're like, "Well, that's weird. There weren't any other A-102s that were supposed to be in this area today." <coughs> and uh, so, well, maybe they're just sending an extra squad. But who knows? 
But then, all of a sudden, they looked in the distance and they saw that, that they noticed that, hey, those aren't A-10-2s because they saw weird movement and the wings moved up and down and A-10-2 wings are solid. They don't do that. And they went and they looked hard and they're like, huh? They just couldn't quite get what they were looking at. And all of a sudden, these uh, flying slicer bugs <coughs> zipped through the formation of A-10-2s and one of them flew right at the A-10-2 canopy and its wingtip clipped right through the canopy and busted open and uh, hit the pilot of the A-10-2 and hurt him really bad. And then he started to kind of spiral out of control and luckily, before the pilot blacked out, he hit this auto return to base button, and then he blacked out, and he couldn't, he was like asleep, and luckily though, the A-10-2 wasn't dead, it could still fly, and so it flew him all the way back to base, <coughs> and landed the plane safely, and they got the pilot out, and they got him into the doctor, and they took care of his wounds, and luckily he lived. But he was very badly injured. And they were like, what the heck just happened? And then the other A-10-2s went after the bugs and shot at them. And it chased them off. Hit a couple of them. And it doesn't take much if they got hit even by one of the bullets. Excuse me. And the A-10-2, they would fall out of the sky and, and be done. But they were hard to hit. Because they're small and they kind of bounced around funny. <laughs> and uh, this started to happen more and more. That when A-10-2s were up, they'd be attacked by these flying slicer bugs. And pretty soon they realized that this wasn't just an accident. That these slicer bugs were literally going after the A-10-2s. <coughs> and so then they started to just realize, well... We're going to have to start dealing with these uh, slicer bugs. And the A-10-2 is not a very good aircraft to do that. Because that's meant to, to attack on the ground. It isn't meant to attack another vehicle in the air. And so they came up with a, a new vehicle. And they figured out, based on the flying speed of the slicer bugs, which wasn't very fast, but, you know, it's pretty fast, but... It was slower than the A-10-2s, so anytime the A-10-2s tried to uh, go after the, the slicer bugs, they would just blast past them. And they'd have to turn around and try again, and they'd only have a brief minute before they would go, you know, <coughs> be able to shoot at them, and then they would blast right past them again, because they were so much faster than the slicer bugs. So they looked, they came up with a, uh, a design that was similar to what uh, they, they hadn't, again, used these in a long time. But they seemed to make sense in this time. They're called a helicopter. They had one blade on the top that was big. It would go round, round, round. And create lift. And they had a small blade on the tail that would keep it pointed straight. And they mounted these special guns that would shoot um, nets. And these other guns that would shoot little tiny pellets. And they would, the pellets would uh, fan out into a big uh, pattern. And so only it would only take like a couple of pellets. <coughs> the pellets are about as big as your pinky. 
but they had a shell with hundreds and hundreds of pellets in the shell. And uh, they would, these helicopters were designed to fly, be able to fly, loiter around and fly after the, um, the slicer bugs, but they, they could match the speed of the slicer bug. Um, because the helicopters could hover right in midair, or they could go left, they could right, go backwards, forwards. <coughs> and so it kind of helped. You know, they were, the helicopters were better able to, they figured, you know, chase off the slicer bugs. So they went into design, the design room, they designed up their helicopter, and about six months later, they were ready to go. They built some helicopters, and they sent them out. And sure enough, it did help. The uh, helicopters could keep the uh, slicer, bug, slicer bugs off the tattoos, <coughs> and with the, uh, the pellet shooting gun and the net shooting gun, they were able to um, catch them and shoot them down and get them out of the sky. So this, you know, things kind of evened up as far as the air war went. Things changed on the ground too. And the Starship Troopers started to realize we got to deal with, we got to get these bugs at their home. Um, we can't just wait for them to come out anymore because <coughs> they had only come out for a little bit. And we can't really engage them much, and then they go back in the holes again. And so they started to develop a new weapon. A new weapon, they called it a crawler nuke. And it was this robot that had a nuclear bomb on it. And what they would do is they'd send this robot down into tunnels. And the robot would run into the tunnels, and it was kind of weird. It was, it, it was sort of like a turtle and sort of like a spider at the same time. If uh, only one or two soldier bugs came up to it, it would collapse its legs inside of it and um, get into a hardened kind of a turtle-like shape. The soldier bugs could beat it around, but they just they couldn't break its. It had one-inch thick armor, titanium armor on the shell. The soldier bugs couldn't get through it, no matter how hard they tried. <coughs> and then the soldier bugs would get tired of it because nothing was happening. And then the crawler bug would go deep into the tunnels. It would try to find the highest population density it could find. And then it would blow its nuclear weapon and go, whipoom! And destroy as many space bugs as it possibly could. So we'll talk more about the, the use of the, the crawler nuke and new techniques that were developed for the space bug Starship Trooper War.